welcome to the Wixpa Podcast, your home for free audio features, shows, and interviews, brought to you exclusively from the Warring Consolidated School of Performing Arts. Welcome back to our final podcast of the season. We are once again joined by the Wixpa staff in its current entity, and we'll say a farewell to Jonathan Gillespie, our, our final podcast and day of class with uh, John Gillespie in the building. Thank you, John. Thank you. All right. So today, final topic of the year is the show that changed my life. So what I want to do is kind of reflect on each one of us is in theater. We're all here as teachers for a reason. And inevitably, you wouldn't be in theater if there wasn't some show that you came across that you were either in or saw or heard that started those gears turning to say, hey, that's something I want to do for the rest of my life. So we probably all have different stories here. So uh, does anyone want to start with, with what got them on the train? G's going to start us off. All right, let's hear it. Hi. Yeah, I've thought about this a lot over the years. I was asked this question by Phil Moss at a thespian board meeting 10 or 12 years ago. And I'm thinking back to the time I was maybe seven years old and I saw a high school production of You Can't Take It With You. And it's the first time I'd been taken to a play as a little kid. And I can remember being just gobsmacked. I thought these people must be gods. I can remember my heart was beating so hard I thought it would explode out of my chest. My mom told me in later years, she goes, you were like leaning forward and grabbing the seat in front of you. And all I can remember thinking is I needed to be with them on stage. And I knew in that moment, that's where I belonged. And I didn't know how I would live if I couldn't do it. And that's what drove me to be in theater. And several years later, I've got an opportunity to be in an eighth grade production of Christmas Carol. And played Ebenezer Scrooge. And we did it as a, a matinee performance for the school. And I can remember being backstage at the end of the show, waiting for curtain call. And as it started and hearing laughs and weak applause and didn't know what it would be. And walking out and just having a wave of applause come over me for the first time in my life. And that transformed me in that moment. I knew I would always do theater after that. Good story. Good story, G. All right. Who wants to follow up with their story? All right, Miss Callahan. So I have two, two shows that kind of pivoted me to where I wanted to be. So when I was, um, Probably around five or six, uh, my uncle put on Funny Girl, starring Barbara Streisand, the movie, and sat me down in front of it, and I watched it over and over and over, and I said, that's what I want to do. I want to be a performer. I didn't know in what capacity. I just knew that that is what I wanted to do. Um, and then many, many, many years later, when I already decided I wanted to be in theater, um, I went to New York City and saw Miss Saigon front row on Broadway, and I remember crying, like with the actress, just crying. And I was like, I just thought it was the most amazing thing to be able to move somebody and to move an audience like that, um, and to change people's thoughts um, in a moment like that. And the feeling just overwhelming of that. And I'm like, this has got to be the best life in the world. 
is to be on stage like this every night and get paid for it and, and, uh, and influence people's lives. And so between funny girl, <laughs> which is completely opposite of Miss Saigon, the two of those were just what really just made me want to be here. Well, I guess I'll go next because that plays into my story a little bit too. So the show that I first, my first time acting really, other than doing like some, you know, skip thing, I didn't really, it wouldn't really resemble a real show. But the first show I did was in high school and it was a production of Lady House Blues, which was a play that I just turned uh, Mr. O on to reading. Um, and uh, they had the director had rewritten it, so it's it's an all female play. But he had the the letter that the son writes to the to the to the family. He had um, it ended up being me performing it, and he had it. That's what started the show off. And I didn't even really audition for the show. I don't remember ever auditioning. He just kind of talked me into being in this show. And I was doing sports, and I'm like, I, I can't do this. I have practice after school every day. So he's like, Well, how about you come? Uh, you know after practice, just come and practice your part. And then I remember during competition ended up being, we ended up winning the state championship, which was a huge factor in it. But, um, I remember going to, I was a cheerleader at the time. So it was basketball season. I would cheerlead and then at halftime go run to the theater to practice my part for 15 minutes during halftime and then go back. But, uh, there was something about, it was a small show and there was something, obviously it was my first taste of the stage, like G said, of being in front of a crowd and the audience, but it was the camaraderie of the cast. And it was the first time that I felt similar to being on a team where you're all part of like the same goal, but there was something even more like familial about it. And I think there was something, I grew up with all girls, you know, growing up and it was all female cast. There was like five or six of them. So there was something, I think sister, I felt like a sister bond to, to the other people in the cast and that we were all in it together. And the fact we competed with it um, and ended up winning the championship was obviously a super satisfying moment. And I was like, oh my gosh. And from that point on, I never stopped doing theater. Um from that point on, I did as many shows as I could do nonstop all the way till today. You know, I never stopped doing it, but I still didn't know necessarily that it would be a career or that's what I wanted to do with my life as a job until I saw a production of Miss Saigon, December 22nd, 1992. Um, and I remember that day vividly. That was the first time I went and saw a show that I felt was so emotional and encompassing that it moved me so much that I'm like, all right, I've got to do this the rest of my life. And that was my real pivot point of, yeah, this is, this is the train I'm going to be on for the rest of the time. Love it. Uh, mine was a uh, kind of a two show arc, just like Miss Corey. Uh, the year was 2001. Uh, they had just released the Broadway junior series uh, a couple years earlier and our school was doing any junior. And I remember even though I had no performance experience, knowing that I was going to be Daddy Warbucks, just like, that's my part. It's got my name all over it. And I got cast as the dog catcher and I was distraught. And I showed up to rehearsal first day. I knew like the six dog catcher lines at the first day of rehearsal. The directors really liked that. And Lieutenant Ward was kind of a joke. And so they ended up switching our parts. I got to play Lieutenant Ward. It was a bigger part. Um, but I just helped with everything I could. I helped move sets around. I helped find costumes at thrift stores. It was just like this magical place where there was so much work to be done and people wanted you to do it. 
Um, and they remembered that. And the next year I played Harold Hill in a production of Music Man Jr. And that same feeling you guys got where you're standing up there and you're doing this thing where, wow, everyone is paying attention to the work that I've done and my friends have done and they're clapping and applauding it. Um, sign me up for the rest of my life. And uh, we were really fortunate to, um, as a middle school program, have some awesome high school students from a little program known as the Warren Consolidated School of Performing Arts. And they really just took us under their wings. And, you know, even though we were performing on a little rinky dink, you know, gymnasium stage that paled in comparison to their facilities, uh, they just made us feel like our show was important and what we were doing was important. Um, and that led me to come here and uh, never stopped. Well, it might be apropos that um, my story, I have I have many stories like you all, but my story is going to be how I knew technical theater was where I was going to be. So um, in my high school, music is a huge, was a huge thing. Minneapolis, Minneapolis uh, Minnesota has a huge music tradition, both choral and orchestra and whatnot. And a lot of the colleges there do Christmas concerts. And it, I think it has to do with the Lutheran back, the Lutheran and the Norwegian backgrounds. It's a big thing in their traditions. So I went to a college, um, just n- at the north side of Iowa, um, for their Christmas show. And I was going as a musician to, you know, kind of do a visit as a musician, as an orchestra player. And I remember not really liking the music program and not trying to decide at that time in my life so this would be november december time uh of 06 because i graduated in 07 um really trying to decide between being a music uh teacher or a theater teacher and i watched the christmas production and the entire time i kept saying to myself in my head i could do this lighting so much better i could do this staging so much better this is just really bad and um as we drove back from Iowa to Minneapolis, which is like a six hour drive, I pretty much talked my mom's ear off a, cause it was late at night and we had to stay up to get home. And B, I was so enamored with the potential that was for lighting and whatnot. I ended up not going to that college, um, because of other various things. Their theater program wasn't really well done. Hence why their lighting and all that wasn't so good. Um, but that was it stands out in my head as a very crystallized moment of why I do what I do in theater and why I want to do that. There you have it. Five staff with our stories of what got us here. So that concludes it. It's a little bit shorter today than some past podcasts, but uh, we wanted to leave you with a, with a final episode of the season. So we hope you come back next year. Uh, next fall and uh, join us for our second season of Wixpa the podcast. Otherwise, have a good summer and we'll hear or see you in the fall. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. Please follow, like, and share us on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And pick out your favorite seats for our next show at WCSPA.net.